So this afternoon, I have the pleasure of um, Beatrice Garcia's company. Beatrice Garcia, who is the, a huge feature in my podcast. Um, I'm actually really honoured to be here interviewing you. And, um, well, interviewing sounds very formal. Yeah, it does. Chatting, <laughs> chatting to my mate, really. Yeah. So Beatrice, um, you painted my icon, my iconic icon, which is now, you know, everybody who knows about On the Sofa knows it from the icon. And that's immediately what they recognize. So I've had all kinds of comments about it, which I wanted to talk okay. to you about. See what you think. Yeah. Some people have said, oh, it's very derogatory. It doesn't look very good. It doesn't make you look good. Okay. My first comment was that my forehead looked like a plane could land on it. I, I, I don't know if you remember when <laughs> yeah, you were sketching. Yeah, I remember, I remember, yeah. But I actually really like it because I think the detail of it is very cool. Yeah. The fact that the sofa's an earring and it's blue, which is my favorite color. Yes. Um, what made you think of those little things? And then yeah. like, my hair's a bit out, which it always is anyway, yeah. so the, the hair's not quite right. Yeah, well, well, first of all, Rouge, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, but I think, to be honest, at least for me personally, I feel like the, the podcast cover really represents you. You know, you've always been a modern woman, you're super vivacious, you're super out there. So I wanted to capture some part of that modernity. And, you know, I've said someone says, okay, it's a podcast called On the Sofa, and I didn't want to do something that wasn't obvious cliche. Mm. And, you know, we've known each other a long time through mm. connections through my grandmother. That's right. Uh, and as a result, like, I've always known you, the, the Shika, and oh, I, what I remember when you're much smaller is like what you're looking up right and I remember these enormous earrings you still wear <laughs> no back in that it's true yeah and I still do now and again kind of it stayed in la memoria and I thought well, I really want to do something that really captures personality rouge obviously one of the element of the red that Ming yes and I think it's just it's bold and I think you're bold and I think Thank with you. bold things some people are gonna like it some people will see well no it's not my cup of tea but I love it I you make an impact so. yeah at the beginning I was like oh do I like this or not do I like this yeah. not, but she's done it and you know how when somebody does something for you but I, then I really embraced it and I yeah. when people say anything about it I always say I love it and, yeah. that, and actually yeah. that's what matters what matters is that I love it and exactly. you love it yeah 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 so there it is for all eternity yeah <laughs> now I want to talk to you about about your life because mm -hmm. you're super interesting mm -hmm. and the nice things you've said about me are, are coming right back at you mm -hmm. but you did a finance degree I did but you yeah. ended up doing art so how did that yeah. happen yeah, I mean, I think um, I have really wonderful parents that gave me like a really stable upbringing. And one of the things when we were growing up, you know, my dad, he's a little bit older, but it was very modern for his time. He said, you know, I want new girls because I also have an older sister. Um, and yeah. he wanted us to be independent women. And he said, you know, finance is a good degree. And, you know, looking at the landscape and jib was always something that you could always come back to, you know. And I remember when I went to go study it, um, I just always felt this thing like where I didn't, it wasn't exactly my cup of tea. Not saying mm. like, I go out of my way. I mean, I go to finance degree to do every module that wasn't finance. I did economics, I did law, I did Spanish. I mean, I should have guessed then, no one just changed course. But I was like, no, I've like committed. Of all I have things, to fine, I mean, of all things though. I know, I know. But you did it. But, but I, I did it. And you know, there are, I guess there's two sides to me. There's like my analytical, mathematical side. And then there's also the more creative side. And, you know, you look at the really big masters and the painters and, you know, not that I'm comparing myself at all to Leonardo da Vinci, but you look at a lot of these amazing artists and a lot of them did have this combination, you know, a lot of... Uh, of what? Of, 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 of like ma mathematical and, minds. And, and art, yeah. Well, I tell you where there's a correlation because I've just interviewed, she's coming out or she may have come out already because mm -hmm. I'm not sure when the talks come out. Her name is Ruth... 
Greenberg, Ruth yeah. Macias. She did a maths degree with architecture. Yes. She's now. She's fantastic architecture. A thriving architect in Gibraltar, a yeah. woman, a leading woman, which I'm very, really yeah, proud of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and yeah, she was saying exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, a lot of the buildings that were built, especially, you know, around Italy, they're built by the divine ratio, which is based on the human body. Hmm. So it's all very much linked. So although it seemed like a little bit of an unnatural segue, I sort of, I started working in in banking after I'd come back from a year in Vietnam where I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I, I think remember that. a lot of us sort of take a bit of a, I don't know, you need, need a breather sometimes, yeah. no? And I came back and uh, I'd been with some friends and we been on a trip to Italy and I came back, felt really inspired. So we decided to do an exhibition that September. The trip was in June. And uh, we did the exhibition in September. It was the three of us and I pretty much sold out on the opening night. <laughs> but it was amazing. I was like, what a Hidden confidence chain. boost. See, yes. Luisa in Sacarelos. Yes. And I was like, well, no, maybe this is a thing. I, I never yeah. almost dreamed to dream that big no like the creative industry in jib yeah it's sort of picking up but back then it really wasn't i think your style is very cool uh, established i oh, thank you Thanks. it's quite it's quite sort of lines and exactly and it's quite a um, block i, I would yeah. call it block but um, yeah and it's quite what do you call bold. it professionally yeah, yeah, bold. bold and i, I think the colors are quite primary colors exactly but i got consensia because for me i feel like it captures a lot of what the, the mediterranean brings no i that was reading your website vibe and this is what sky. it says it says beatrice garcia is an illustrator and a fine artist uh, joyful bold illustrations inspired by the colors of the Mediterranean yeah. I love that because it's exactly what I think think of you because you are yeah. your your paintings are very bold and the colors are very yeah bright I think and all these lovely things you make are the same there's it like a no thank you Thanks. a theme yeah yeah I mean I guess the great thing is they're all made by me so yes, exactly, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, the they, hopefully they are consistent no? have you also designed chocolate wrappers yeah I did I did a little project um, because it's something that I like to do on a commercial level as well uh, because I'm always very interested in the overlooked I think there are mm. lots of really interesting things that we don't often pay a lot of attention to and I'd seen this project where um, it was this person that was taking drain covers in London doing crayon rubbings of them and then getting those screen printed and actually they did them in very big pink and bright orange colours and a they bit, looked fantastic like Warhol yeah and they were super bold but it was mm. also like wow I never looked once at a drain cover and they're actually really beautiful and mm. because of that I started looking at a lot of stuff like my, my passion is architecture so I'm always very interested in architectural vernacular mm. and you know I'm living now in Amsterdam I've I been know, there for two years yeah. yeah and I feel like so, you think of the Netherlands and you think of the Delft pottery so it's got yes. that iconic Delft blue which is named after the town where it's made and the white but I was like I don't really love the cliche it's also one of the reasons why we went for the sofa earring and not you know you sat on a sofa like I like to give things a sight twist mm. so what I decided to do was in Amsterdam uh, East where uh, I share a studio with four other ladies there's really nice olive green tiles so I decided to do this repeating pattern of a series of three tiles that are all in an Art Nouveau style and created them into chocolate wrappers because my did, you, did they actually cover chocolate well they haven't covered chocolate yet so it's a work in progress <laughs> so if anybody wants to make any chocolate yeah, Beatrice please. has the perfect wrappings call me call me please amazing uh, yeah that's very cool yeah. Mina, B, I wanted to ask you a few things yeah um I've got a list here so what inspires you what what influences you apart from the Mediterranean yeah what else inspires you I mean uh, uh, I read a lot of art newsletters because I think that 
I really like to be surrounded by ideas. So there's a couple that I follow, uh, publications, mainly UK-based, stuff like It's Nice That, Creative Boom. They interview artists, and then also I follow a lot of the design awards. Uh, because mm. I think when you hear other people doing interesting things, it kind of triggers Motivates and inspires mm. other creative ideas in you. I do a lot of reading as well. Like during uh, COVID, I really got into audi audible books. So uh, when I'm painting, I listen to an audio. And I really like that because sort of you know you kind of end up in a flow meditative state and it also is a great moment to kind of really absorb what you're taking in and also I listen to a lot of design books and I think it's just a seeing work by artists the you know Amsterdam is great for that I go to a lot of museums mm. uh, just to see all the Amsterdam art. Amsterdam is a wonderful colorful vibrant yeah. city yeah so it's perfect for that inspiration no it's fantastic how, how did you get to Amsterdam why, why did you end up there yeah well, it's actually a very funny story so <laughs> my partner he's a half Swedish Alex. yeah Alex but we, we met in the south of Spain because his parents and his grandparents have a house here and he, uh, he speaks perfect Spanish yeah yeah he does because he's half Spanish half Swedish and we met here and then you know he had to go back to Madrid to start working and then you know he found a job in Barcelona so I moved to Barcelona so we, we started here then Madrid then Barcelona and then because he's half Swedish and everything closed in Spain and Sweden was still open he decided to move to Gothenburg and one day I called him I said Alex like well, I don't know no like <laughs> I thought we were, you know, we were good. Get yeah. better. And um, we decided at that point that then, because we'd been doing long distance, and to be honest, long distance is hard. We said, okay, right, we're going to set a date. We looked on the map. We found a point that was halfway. Incredible. And that was Amsterdam. Amsterdam. And so then we've been there. Moved there without a job. Exactamente. Both yeah, yeah. I just relocated my business, and he went and looked found for a job. job there. Yeah. Incredible. And now in September, it'll be our second year there. What's so. it like living there? No, it's amazing. I think uh, I don't know about you. Rouge, but I hadn't been a lot on the bicycle. Like I, I learned when I was eight. <laughs> on the bicycle every day. Okay, when I do, do yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're pro. I see you on the bike. Pero. Yeah. Yeah, like I think me monté con ocho and then again once with uh, age 15 and then and that was it. I, and that was it. And I got there, I was terrified there. Right? I was like, gente viniendo todo lado, and then you also have to learn how to indicate. You know these things that mm. you don't really think about, but you kind of need to be very aware, no? Because people will call you out, they'll ring their bells at you. So initially very intimidating, but then I got used to it. And now to be honest, I love it. Like, um, at some point, you know, we'll be moving back to Jib and... Oh, yeah? Do you yeah, think yeah. you will? Yeah, at some point, for sure. For mm. sure. So I'm going to have to bring the bicycle with me. I'm hooked now. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, if I have Good. to walk anyway, Good, I'm like, I find it weird, you I know? Am, I am pro bicyclists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, cycling in Gibraltar. You're it's one of the bit, first ones. It's a bit mad. Yeah, I have it is. to say. And you have to have no, you know, no fear. Yeah, but even when you're... that tiene que lanzar. Yeah, yeah. But once you get over all yeah. that, yeah. you'll be fine. Mira, um... Your biggest artistic influences, I'm talking about painters and, yeah. and people already. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who are they? Who, who? Well, you know what, actually, is I have one, she's not a painter, uh, mm. but it's my uh, grandmother. My grandmother was a fantastic... Friend, your grandmother, my friend? Uh-huh, yeah. Bertina. Bertina, yes. She was very special. Yeah, yeah. Because she was my teacher from the age of eight at Loretta Convent. Yeah, and I yeah. remember her shoes with her big bows. And I used to come home describing her jewellery and her shoes Not to my mother. Incredibly My mother glamorous. still remembers. Yeah, yeah. Glamorous and incredibly bright. Yeah, and, um, vivacious, stunning. Like. And she was a, a fantastic singer. Yes, yes. And, you know, Granny was an amazing singer. She did a lot of weddings. And even in the classroom, you used to tell me, 
guess she used mm. to sing as well. And I feel like actually she had a fantastic voice and she had an opportunity when she was younger. Someone noticed her when she was living in Edinburgh for the war and I'm wanted to take her on tour and do an opera tour. And she could have had the moment to really become something. But, you know, because of the time and the expectations yeah. of women, it never yes. happened. And I think I always, growing up, I remember that story and thought, wow, what... Nogue was wasted talent because we really got to enjoy her here in Jib, but I was like, wow, she had she so much done, potential. Yeah, but in those and she days, really, she really could have done something. So I think from a very young age, she's always been an influence. Um, mm. I really love the work of Esha. Esha does lino prints, but they're optical illusions. So mm-hmm. one of his famous uh, drawings is called Birds and Fish, yeah. which is where it starts as a fish, and then in the negative space, they eventually become blackbirds, and then the uh, the fish fade out. Um, um, he also did this drawing of like a hand drawing itself, like really interesting mm-hmm. work that really plays with geometry and with the mind, sort of expands the mind. Uh, and I think also Hokusai, like I really like Is that yeah, Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, he also did a little bit of lino, but instead of lino, it was it was woodwork. So so you do printing, you do you do a bit of everything. Yeah, do you? yeah, and and I I think I always like to cross pollinate. So mm-hmm. often influencers will not necessarily be painters themselves. They'll be people that are creative. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it makes mm. the best ideas where you merge things together. So you, because you, you don't just paint, you make things too. Yeah, yeah. Like pottery things? As well, yeah. Because you made these pottery. lovely mats that I saw that you were selling in the market last yeah, week. Yeah, so, so now I've, I've just started selling my work at the Amsterdam Makers Market, which is a great initiative. Essentially, mm. it's stores where creative people who make things themselves can then go and, and sell, sell their, their products. So it's really nice to kind of get that exposure as well not to yeah to, to people so i was reading that some artists have a favorite time of the day when they create when yeah. they when the creation or yeah. creativity flows yeah do you have one of those times of for days? Me, for me, it's more uh, days. I have some days, I have like an incredibly amazing day. And the next day I'm like, now I'm salivating. I'm just like, oh, for favor. Like, yeah. there are many times I just paint over things in frustration. Eh? Like, I, I, I think... I, I, I'm definitely more of a morning person, so it's yeah. like morning, afternoon time, especially like just after lunch time. I feel like once you settle down after the lunch digested, you kind of get in like a little, mm. you know, a trance, a haze. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But in general, it's more mevapordia. Like mm. I could have an amazing day, and the next day I know you that don't do anything. It's better to do my business admin because not mevasali. So in Amsterdam right now, mm-hmm. you're part of a collective, a collaboration yeah. with other people. Yeah, because you, you told me about it when yeah. we spoke last. Yeah. What is it exactly? Yeah, so essentially uh, we're five ladies in a studio space in Amsterdam. Uh, all and women. each of us, yeah, all women, all women. And we all do different uh, things. So uh, Afka does uh, risograph, so riso printing. It's essentially a, a machine from Japan from the 1920s. Gosh. People learn how to make art with it. Okay. Um, Aletta does uh, graphic design and lino printing. Uh, Benny does um, some illustration and graphic design work. Uh, we got a new guy, Matt, that's just joined us. So actually, yeah, we're now we now, <laughs> now have a our first male member. <laughs> um, he's a UX website designer, and then also myself, who does the fine art and illustration. Oh, do you do projects for people? People hire you to, for different things. So we we all work on our own separate things, but okay. we do what we do is we collaborate on doing like open studio days. So we'll open up a studio and we'll do workshops, and then we'll have people coming in. And then we'll also be selling art prints, uh, and okay. we're also looking 
looking at because there's also a wider group in Amsterdam called the Illustration Ladies. We're also looking at potentially doing a calendar together. So see That's how very that progresses. Cool. So you're part of that society group of people yeah, yeah. Um, vibe in Amsterdam yeah, right for now. Sure, for sure. What, what is it like in Amsterdam right now? What is the vibe after COVID? People are now going out. Yeah. It's, it's, things it's are starting really nice. to move again. Yeah, yeah. Because, it, you know, I think Amsterdam was one of the hardest ones because it was, we come out of lockdown, we're coming to another one, we come out of lockdown, we're coming to another one. And by the end of it, to be honest, the last one was early this year. I don't know what it's like in Jib, whether you guys are still in lockdown, Daming, but but I see it was like just felt like it was never ending there uh, but it did here too yeah. but once the lockdown stopped it stops yeah. kind of thing we short, yeah. wore masks for a short while and boom that was it now, now nobody wears a mask unless you're in the hospital or something yeah, but yeah and I think as a result even people that are maybe introverted feel more that vibe of like oh, I really want to be out and talk with people mm. like last week I went to before I came to Jib I went to a exhibition in a ceramic studio uh, and talking with this really interesting person who's a book photographer she's from Lithuania lives in Amsterdam and I feel like it's a it's a middle point for a lot of people you mean a wide variety of people a lot of French a lot of Italian Mm. there's a big mix I think of cultures there as well and everybody speaks English yeah yeah you're near France Germany Austria I mean it's all it's right in the hearts of Europe yeah so it's a good place to be yeah and and it's very picturesque I mean nice yeah canals everywhere it's also lovely beautiful and as well I think also after Brexit Mm. I think a lot of, uh, at least a lot of Brits came that way as well hmm. because they wanted to still feel like they're part of Europe, you know, and, and Jib, you know, we also, we are still, to be honest, personally, I think we're yes. still very European, yes. you know, like, can't take the European out of the Gibraltarian, eh, no? Absolutely so. <laughs> Hey, Beanie, did you go to Oroski to get the bread I asked you to? Yes, mum, but you know what? There was such a huge range of bread that I didn't know what to buy. So I bought rolls, a loaf and a baguette, all freshly baked. Wow, that's great. And did they have any roast chickens? Yeah, at the big Oroski near the airport, there were loads of chicken, chips, onion rings and other hot takeaway food. They had everything, including a wide range of Waitrose products. That's perfect, because with four supermarkets to choose from around Gibraltar, you can rely on Oroski to find whatever you need. And you can save money with the Oroski Club Card with discounts on products, three for two and special offers continually throughout their stores and don't forget if you can't make it to the store order online and Eroski will deliver straight to your door Eroski with you Mira, how do you define success as an artist? I mean, you are successful, I think. Mm. The fact that you're in Amsterdam doing this amazing project yeah. and that you're able to do it and, yeah. and sort of um, you're living off it. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. You know, what do you define as success? Yeah, that's definitely one of my, my metrics, like being able to sustain a living off it and mm. be able to do, do what I love. Because you here at the beginning because this is one no, of the things exactly. you did mention to me, which is yeah. why you decided. Yeah, for sure, because I feel like now we have a, a few agencies in Jib and especially on the social media, media marketing side is definitely mm. the creative industry is becoming more established yeah um and i was I remember reading a report that um i think it's about 25 percent of the uk gdp came from the creative industries which is a lot yeah and especially post pandemic a lot of people who were fired but were interested in creative things are now in that creative industry uh, contributing no? so it's definitely growing and i see it also mm. in jib what is your yeah. biggest achievement right now yeah i mean well, your yeah. new your new commission is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, the the jersey, jersey stamps, stamps. Yeah, yeah. The stamps are really cool because they they go to the the, the palace 
for approval. You know, it's got the Queen's selfie on it, so I guess she has to... So I, she's going to know who you probably, are. Yeah, why not? I wish. <laughs> why not? You never no. know, V. So it, it definitely it goes to her office. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're really fun and they're a really nice challenge because also, similar to the podcast cover, it's about how do you make something really dramatic in a nice small format, no? So they're pretty cool. Uh, I got a couple of things that I see that I really like to do, no? I'd really love to work with hotels and sort of like design an experience for them. Um, I love to do... An experience? As in, as in what? As in, as in just like, for example, pictures in a lobby? Yeah, and, and, and more like than a that, theme of a sort room of, that people exactly. can go to to have dinner, something like a yeah, spectacular... and maybe even like designing the, the tableware oh, and wow. the tablecloths themselves. Very yeah, cool. Because I'm, I'm branching now more into, into brand and packaging, which I think is really exciting. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, have you but got think, some some gigs doing that? Yeah, I've got I've got a few that are coming up, Ooh, which uh, that's I can't really say anything no. about right now. It sounds so mysterious, but so yeah. Do you reckon art mm. helps um, you in other areas of your life? Yeah, for sure. I think you know what actually this uh, working as a freelancer has taught me patience, which I mm. can always do more of. You know, because sometimes, especially when you're doing a lot of these commissions. Time, things can take a really long time mm. to come through like sometimes I can be uh, talking with a client and it takes about 18 months for something to come through so you have to learn to be patient and sort it's of a long time yeah embrace like the the ebbs and flows of it um, yeah like a, and do you work on like lots of commissions at yeah, the same I do. time I do definitely you do. yeah and I also so. often when I'm working on commissions I'm also pitching for new ones because okay. I have a combination where some clients come to me and then I also pitch for new work because I've kind of found that you know to a avoid those dips that's the best way to do it that even though you're like crazy out of your head like in blank because you've got to fix this and then do that and then the clients ask for an amendment you tend to keep up the momentum talking with new clients um but yeah, yeah no i think it's let me taught me how to juggle life better to kind of be a bit more relaxed as well so yeah, how, how do you I mean, not get better at what you do, but how, because no, but, I don't think... No, but definitely you have to. You have to develop your skills. Glad no, how, how do you do no, that? No, I paint every day. I paint every day. Yeah. So it's like... And it's Malcolm yeah. Gladwell's 10,000 hours, maybe 1 million hours. I don't know. Like, I, But also having that sort of, and I think you have the same, it's like that cheaper the perfectionism that you're Are you never quite yeah definitely like I'm never quite happy enough with what I make and is that good which, is that, is that, is that, it's like performing on the when you perform when, yeah. you, when you do a show when I do yeah, that, yeah. you have to always be a bit nervous because otherwise See, you don't do it so well exactly you always, always tell that as a presenter yeah I've always had a bit of the jitterbugs but I'm, I think it's it's healthy yeah. I, I need a bit of the adrenaline and, yeah. I, and I really I don't know I, I never like to give myself top marks or anything I'm like no I can do it better next time and keep developing and I think that's part of the charm no I think the minute you lose your curiosity and your passion for something then it's dead no so I think yeah that curiosity and that always wanting to be better and do the next better projects would yeah, yeah. drives you Exactamente. What, what are your favorite favorite um your favorite thing about what you do I think it's a variety of clients I get to talk to you know because I was sort of myself like a bit of a weird artist because well first I have the finance degree <laughs> and second of all I'm quite extroverted I love talking to people me encanta like whenever I'm talking to new clients I'm like venga let's go for a coffee like 
some artists sometimes prefer to be more solitary and mm. being, you know, kind of themselves with their work. It's and part of your Mediterranean Yeah, culture. yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, in Jib, no se encanta hablar, no? So, yeah. uh, I and really like love to know that. about other people. Like claro. Me. And I really love to understand people. Mm. I think when you, especially when you're doing a project with them, you want to understand who you they get are. get right into their soul. Exactamente. And mm. really feel like you're, you're serving them and you're helping them and you're bringing something to life that they'd be really happy with, no? So, for me, yeah, I, I really, I really love that, that part. It's like the, everyone's got, you're sort of, you're solving a problem and everybody comes at it from it's a slightly like, different angle hmm. and it's really interesting to have those conversations. Do you have support um, in the sense of when you're not sure about something, like you get a commission yeah. and it's like, oof, you know, quite a big thing yeah. and you're like, oh my God, little me in this big thing. No, you know, sometimes I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's really great. That feeling, I love that yeah, feeling. Yeah. I've had that feeling yeah. and I know what it is. Who supports you apart from your partner, yeah. obviously? But yeah, no, Alex is fantastic. But also, like, I have my little community in Amsterdam and they're amazing. Like the, You've got your friends, your arty buddies, friends, your studio yeah, buddies. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, help they're each amazing. Other around, they're huh? amazing, yeah. Mm. And we... The part of the beauty is we'll discuss like oh when do you think this price this quote is reasonable and the clients told me this what do you think because we've all got different levels of experience like especially uh, Afghan and Leto they're a little bit older so they're amazing fountains of knowledge for me you know I can hmm. ask them about things and because really they've worked cool. a lot with the Dutch markets how did you tap Great. into them to, to that well actually so I actually did uh, one of Afghan's workshops oh you, you took end, yourself off to do one I did I and did and it was last her. year and that's how I met her and then uh, my friend Guya and I were looking for a studio space and I just text her because I feel like also when you're an expat living somewhere else because Africa is half Mexican half Dutch so you have the Spanish yeah yeah and also I feel like expats help each other you know and I text her I said Mina you know we're looking for a space do you know anybody we like we had a really fun experience because we ended up in some random hotel in West that they were changing to this mental (laughs) mental institute no the other other, (laughs) the other not a red light area (laughs) and uh, we were there and it was all random there was gonna be a security guard but there was no heating there was still the wheelchairs from when it was being used as a hospital and I was like Thank you so much, Becca. This is not going to work for me. Like, I do this full time. Like, if I'm a hobbyist, sure, but I need something. I come in and I go. And so at that point, I text Africa and she's like, Mira por donde? There's a room at the back and we've got some desks if you want it. It's yours. And that's basically, we took it from there. Yeah. Now, now in September, I'll be here. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Tell me something. sustainability uh, reuse re- recycling yeah, is yeah. that involved in your work no for sure for sure how, where do you look for inspiration f- so, to do that and and how difficult it is it to do yeah. because I've spoken to a few people about the way they work Ruth yeah. for example yeah. and she said it is very difficult to, especially in Jib to get materials which are you know eco-friendly and all this yeah what, what, for sure. I, I'm assuming Amsterdam because it's a bigger Amsterdam country Amsterdam is much better uh I think to be honest, what I one of the ways that I do it is I make a less, but when I make it, it's very good quality. I'm really not interested in making things that just lo tiene lo tira. I I want people that if they're gone if they want something, they're gonna commission something. It's because it's uh, something you keep in the family. You know, forever, yeah, no? And it's quality. Exactamente. I work with really quality artists and um, materials. Like the the critics that I use are premium grades. Uh, but I'm happy to pay it because mm. it lasts. Mm. No? They've done all the correct chemical testing. They're really rigorous. And mm. actually, it's one of the first brands that ever started making acrylic, which is what I really like about them, that they're so conscientious. Like mm. Even the canvas I use, again, it's really good quality. When I can, my sketchbooks, they're now making paper out of hemp hemp is a great 
plant because it barely uses any water. So you buy that kind of Yeah, exactly. Cameras. And also, um, when I'm doing brand and packaging products, it's also the clients you work with. There are some clients that are very conscious. Well, conscientious. And recently mm-hmm. I worked with the client and they're fantastic. They said they only wanted really good, sustainable uh, stuff. So we've got some new brand and packaging coming out that's really good very quality good. and very eco. So... Very cool. Tell me something. I walked past the residence the other day. Yeah. And there is a painting by Beatrice yeah, Garcia as you come in on the right. And I thought, wait, yeah. it's very cool. It's about the Friso Bakery that yeah. was there. That was an iconic, beautiful building that was knocked down. Much talk because we live in the yeah. area. We park our car ah, in that car parking. And then we walk down every day and we go do the user recycling bin. See. That's why I saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I saw, I remember that building. I'm so glad that you painted it. Yeah. Because yeah. at least there was a memory of it. I used to go in the to building. Panaderia. Yes. Yes. And, Panaderia. Uh, yeah, I talked to the property developers and they hired me. I actually did the whole display. And what the display does is it charts the history of the site from the early 1800s till present day. So what you have mm. is uh, an ordnance survey map. Which shows all hanging there? Yeah, all hanging I there. I didn't it's all, see. I just saw so you your need to go in to see it. Go so it's got an ordnance survey map, and there's a little dot where the site is, which shows it used to be a residential property with stables. Mm. There was a bakery before Riso called Manolons that was there in the site, and then Riso themselves are the ones that took out the stables, put in extra ovens, and were there from 1924 till 1994. Incredible. Yeah. So the the display itself was to safeguard the heritage of the site because yeah. it got torn down and you know it was it was quite controversial when it, it happened was. in Jib I remember uh, because it is a very beautiful uh, iconic building mm-hmm. the idea is that people that live in the building will have an awareness that they are they are part of a wider history uh, so that's why we did that project but okay, that's those kind really of projects I really like uh, yes. yeah. yeah especially with the heritage of Jib I mean, you've exactly. got your dad who's an expert on Exactamente, the yeah. and you've done his books I have I have we always your do dad, dad Richard, Richard Garcia it's great that you See. collaborate with your dad Exactamente we do dad-daughter he's, collaborations it's very he's nice he's great to your dad and I yeah. think his programs are one of the most interesting on TV yeah, uh, yeah. we love watching them because yeah. you just learn so much about your heritage he really exactly. knows his stuff the last project the last commission that you've got now are these si. jersey stamps so, yeah. which are now well, tell us tell me exactly si. what it is yeah so especially with the heritage and history related things I tend to work via anniversaries so this year marks the 200th anniversary of the the deaths of both Alexander Graham Bell and um, Thomas Edison Mm. and really if you think about the way that we live today you know the fact that we have electricity we have a telephone which means we can call anybody anywhere in the world Um, we have the cinema Mm. Uh, so these guys they're very prolific Thomas Edison has about a thousand patents to his name just over a thousand which is actually currently a a world record and the idea was that uh, because I'd worked with a project with the Gibraltar Philatelic Bureau they introduced me to Jersey and we decided to create this project to commemorate these two incredible men because they their common link was that they both worked on the telephone Okay. So Alexander, uh, Alexander Graham Bell had uh, invented it, and then Thomason had gone modifying it and improving it. And part of the series, one of the one of the pieces in the series is some of the copper wiring and the metal detectors that they used to improve the technology of the telephone. 
Okay. So very much the telephone was a centerpiece of it. And really, if you look at the, like the phones that we use today, it's incredible. If you think that it started as a very as a heavy, chunky, metallic wooden piece to what we have today. Mm. So it was very much a celebration of them. We also created some um, illustrations of both men. And what I did was, because a lot, a lot of the time they would conduct a, a lot, a lot of experiments and twinners fail a lot, fail a lot to get where they wanted to go. Yeah. Um, and they had these really amazing notebooks yes. where they had little drawings and every day they'd write down what their experiments were and where they got to on their observations. So part of the series itself is also because you can buy first day covers is we, we took uh, some of their notebooks and we adapted it and made what we looked like a diary entry. And that's also within part of the stamp series. It's very so, cool. So how many stamps have you designed? So there are six stamps in total. And then we've got okay. two first day covers. Okay. Uh, and then you can also buy the sheets of the of the stamps. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So I like it. I, I like doing projects yeah. that have layers. I feel like you can look at them and think, okay, they're beautiful. Mm. But I also, if, if people want to go in and have that deeper level of understanding, there are the layers there if you want them. I mean, they're talking about your finance degree. How do you price things? Yeah. Is that Often, difficult? It's very difficult. Um, there's this really great uh, company in the UK called the Association of Illustrators and they have a pricing calculator and generally the way that they price it which is also similar to what I do is uh, depending first of all where your client's based because obviously if it's London or Amsterdam then it's 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 more expensive uh, I go based on the size of the company and also um, based on the project itself um, and how much work how long does is it take involved, I suppose. and also what's the exposure because typically okay. for illustrators as well if uh, you could have a piece that's going to have a lot of exposure yeah. technically they should pay you more and then if they okay. want to completely buy the image rights from you then that also means that they need to pay okay. you more where are you going next? Uh, What's the next thing for you? Well, I'm going back to Amsterdam. Yeah, you're going back to Amsterdam. <laughs> See, but um, I'd really like to start working with the US. So I'm sort of... Oh, living there? Uh, I don't know. For them. Potentially, we'll see. I, I'm talking to some agencies okay. in the US uh, to do some design work for them. Um, for these what? things take a, a long time. Mm. Uh, what kind of thing the, do you want to design for? Um, posters for for films and oh. uh, advertising campaigns, this wow. kind of thing. So it takes it takes a long time, but I I talk to some and they're really interesting. So mm. yeah, maybe in future we'll do something together, which would be exciting. exciting. Yeah. And the last thing, um, B, who do you look up to? Oh, gosh, so many people. Um, there's this uh, entrepreneur that I really like he's called uh, Tim Ferriss and he does a, a podcast and he interviews some of the most successful people in the world and uh, I listen to it regularly and I also read a lot of his books because I'm just really inspired by successful people um, mm. people who go like the extra mile and really push themselves to the limits no? So, but in, in, in all, yeah, in all genres, like there's this one piece in his book that I thought was really inspiring, this one-handed pianist that they were told, you know, you'll never be able to play the piano and is mm. now one of the best in the world. Mm. Uh, people like that I find really inspiring who, you know, despite challenges, like really, you know, go the distance. Okay, mm. good. B, thank you so much for, for joining me today. We're at the Yacht Club. That's what the noise is in the background, yeah. in case anyone's wondering. People jumping in and out of the pool. Yeah, um, yeah we should have got ourselves a Tinto de Verano as well. Probably. We? Right. Next we? time. Next time. Oh, now after the, after oh, the now, call, yeah. yeah. Venga, <laughs> thank lovely you. to have you. 
You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.